Hey guys. Oh my gosh. You know what I hate about this um, little... Oops. You can hear my little notes in the background. Okay, but GarageBand, because that's what I record on, has like a little like... A little tempo thing like to kind of like help you slow down your voice. And everybody knows that I literally yell or like speak 400 miles per hour all the time. Or you know what? You know what? Actually, I'm lying right now. I went to, I didn't go to, I went to, I was going to say I go to school, which, or like I went to school, which yes, I attended middle school. (laughs) And, but in middle school, I was a TA, like a teacher assistant, if you don't know. Um, and when I was a teacher assistant, I had a seventh grade, what was it? An English class. And we were playing a game. And we were like playing this game or whatever. And then this kid was like, Why do you talk like that? And I was like, What do you mean? So, but basically, he was saying that I talk really slow. And I was like, What? So then for a really long time, I think that I was just insecure about talking slow. So then I was intentional about speeding up my voice. And then now I just like speak very fast and you can't even hear what I'm saying. Or like you don't even understand what I'm saying. So whatever. If you are coming at me for having a fast voice, then come at that kid because he bullied me into speaking faster. Another fun fact about my voice is that it's always been a shit show. It's always sounded like I smoked. I never smoked (laughs) up until I was like 18. Was I 18? Yeah. I was a addict with what is that little thing called? The jewel? Good old jewel. I definitely, I don't even know what my lungs look like. Hopefully they're great. But for two years, I was like a chain smoker when it came to those little Julie jewels. They were crazy. And the point is, is that I've always had like a raspy voice. And I remember I used to do announcements. I've shared this story before with my friends, but I used to do announcements and I would hear people in the hallways literally be like, whoever does the announcements has the worst voice ever. I'm like, what the heck? So then I didn't want to talk for a long time or I would like try to make my voice more like high pitch so that it wouldn't be so like raspy and annoying. I don't know. I don't know. My voice has always been weird. I just have like, it's funny now because I feel like I hear or one of the compliment. Wow. One of the compliments I've received lately is that people enjoy my voice and I'm like, I don't mean to be like weird about it, but usually I'm like, really? Like, it's just weird to me because I've always been judged for it. And even my parents, my dad was like, my dad and my mom used to say, it is huevona. Like, you're so lazy. Can you, like, just talk, right? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, they used to think that I was being lazy, but it was just my voice. And I, I hope they know that now <laughs> it's just my voice. But it, I don't know. My vo- So I've just been bullied my whole life for my voice. And now I, like, started, it's just funny that I started a hobby that involves me exposing my voice every Tuesday. So whatever. That's enough for that trauma. Now I'm going to jump into a different trauma, which is fun for all of us because it has to do with relationships. And this has been something that a lot of people have wanted me to talk about, but I feel like there's so many different avenues to approach this. Like, I don't even know if I said that right. I don't know if I used that right. Honestly, half of the things I say, I just, I think I've heard before 
and then I try to say it and then it feels weird. So if I say funky things, it's because I'm just trying new things out. Okay. And that's fine. But anyway, there's a lot of ways to approach love and relationships and dating. Um, and there's a lot of conf- conversations that we have we can have. And I thought about sharing some of my dating experiences because they've there have been some weird ones. Um, but there there's also like just like the concept of dating in your 20s and how freaking weird it is. And also there is what I've learned just like as a 24 year old, because somehow a lot of my friends have just could come to me as the relationship guru. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I guess that's kind of cool that people can trust me with the relationships. Um, but then also like, it's like, I'm not married or anything like, or I've definitely made some like crazy, not some crazy decisions, but just like, you know, like some irrational decisions, some love decisions that I'm just like, I don't know why I did that. Like I was so silly, but whatever. I mean, I think that's how we learn, but somehow my friends think that they've all kind of decided that I'm the one who knows how to have a successful relationship. And I'm like, okay, fine. That's okay. Anyway, so instead of, there are so many different things that I can talk about, but I'm going to give you guys like six tips. I decided six tips or six little things that I have learned while I've been dating. And they're pretty simple. And I think that this is like a big one. My first one, we're just going to jump right in because I don't really know how else to jump into this. Like it's just going to be like a regular conversation. But one of the first things that I've learned and I've implemented already, which is fantastic, is being clear from the beginning. We are 20s. We are in, we are 20s. We are in our 20s. My guys, my girls, we're 20s. Okay. I don't know why I keep saying that. But the point is, is that there's no more beating around the bush. In high school or when you were a child, maybe it's okay to be like weird and awkward and not want to say that you like someone and like write them a note. Like that's totally fine. If you're still a child, that's great. Um, But if you're in your 20s and you still are not able to be like, hey, I want to be in a relationship with you. I like you. Or if you're not able to be like, I just want to, you know, bang you, then you need to grow up. Like, stop wasting people's time. That's it. If you are scared that someone's not going to like you back, if you're afraid of rejection, dude, you're going to be rejected so many times. Like, just do it. Like, it's fine. Just rip the band-aid off. After you get rejected three times, it feels like routine. Like, you're going to be good. And then it's going to be, like, awesome when you do get accepted. You know what I mean? Just do it. But if you are one of the jerks that likes to lead people on, stop doing that. Because there are so many other people who want the same thing as you. There are a lot of other people who don't want to be a relationship when they're in their 20s. So instead of looking for the person who, or like pursuing the person who really wants a relationship um, and like just wanting to mess around with them, go for someone who has the same mindset as you so that nobody's being hurt. Like I think that's like one of the important things and I know that not everyone intends to hurt other another person and you might go into an agreement 
thinking that you're on the mindset, the same mindset, and then like someone ends up getting feelings or whatever, and then it just like sucks and then just blows up. That's fine. I understand that a lot of things we can't control, but like it's just better to go into something without having that like bad, not bad, but just like the guilt of knowing that you went into something like and you let that other person down, but you only did it for your benefit. Like that's really messed up. I just don't think it's fair. And I feel like if you want to make dating in your 20s easier, it's just I think it's just fair to be honest. And I don't know. And for someone who does want a relationship, like the thing is, I know it's not, it like sucks to be rejected. Like I've been rejected, but at the same time, like, why would you want to give anyone your time if they don't want it? Like you're just going to force your time on someone like that. That whole concept of like, I can change him is so toxic. Like if you are still on that vibe, like don't do that. Like, and then, like, don't put someone through, like, trying to force them into being in a relationship, even though they've already been like, no, I don't want that. And then, like, hurting yourself and then blaming them for being the jerk, like, twisting the story to kind of, like, favor you, you know? Because at the end of the day, like, if you ask them for a relationship and they were like, no, not really, I'm not really that interested right now. And you're like, oh, no, 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 no. But I can, I can like, just like, maybe if I just do all these nice things for them, then, then they'll like me and blah, 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 blah. Like, no, you're just going to, I don't know. I just don't feel like it's worth it. And maybe if you have a story where like you pursued the person that like kept turning you down and it worked out good for you, um, snaps. But to be honest, I just feel like I've learned that it's just easier to be straightforward. Like stop beating around the bush if somebody likes you, they're going to stick around. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't know. I, I was about to say it doesn't matter what you say, but I think you should be careful. You should be like, I don't know, mindful of what you're saying um, in your relationship. Be kind with your words. But at the end of the day, I'm saying just be straightforward and you are more likely to get on that path or in a relationship that you want. Number two have realistic expectations. We are in an age or just like living in a digital age where we are so heavily influenced by Instagram, by movies, by celebrities, and whatever they're sharing. And look, I cannot expect to have, I'm trying to think of something unrealistic. And I know that there's like a lot out there, but I've just learned that everyone has their different ways of loving you. Everyone has a different love language. If you have not, you don't have to read the five love languages, but if you have not, if you don't know what I'm talking about, read it or like look it up. Five love languages. Again, we are all going to accept love differently. We're all going to show love differently because we all were raised differently. And when you are in a relationship, it's important to understand those things because then we can be more compassionate and more appreciative of the way that people show their love for us. Or, you know, I feel like there's a lot of times where we don't really understand how somebody else is expressing their love for us. So then we feel unloved because they're not showing us like what we want. But 
They feel like they're giving you all their love because they're doing it in a way that they are used to doing it. Like one of the examples that I can think of is like, I am a like very, I'm very used to acts of service. So I think that I appreciate it a lot. Um, My dad has just like always showed up for me and my sisters and my mom and literally everybody else in my family. If you know my dad, he's my ride or die. Like he shows up for everyone in his life. He like, he just does not need, like you don't need that. I don't know. Like you don't even need to ask him. He just knows like he is just has that mindset of like, I don't know, like provider and lover, like father, like he is such a vibe and like he has just shown me that a way that he shows love is showing up for me and doing something that I don't know how to do. But my dad is not like a lovey affectionate person. This man did not say I love you until I went to college. So like I don't really like look for people praising me. Like whatever people like give me like a lot of verbal praise or like physical praise like I'm kind of like what what do you want like what is this like I almost get uncomfortable when people are like I don't know like keep complimenting me I'm like why are you doing that like I don't need that right now like I don't know and I think I it's great like sometimes it's really nice to hear it but I think that if I'm being like constantly given all this praise, I'm just kind of like, okay, where, where's the lie? Like, what's actually true, you know? And, and that might be toxic, but I'm just saying that maybe someone for me isn't going to be someone who's, like, giving me all this verbal praise. But then the way that I'm going to show love is I might want to do a lot for another person, and maybe this person is super independent, and they're like, what the F is Jess doing? Like, does Jess not think that I'm capable of taking care of myself? Like, I'm not saying that someone's going to feel that way, like, or everyone's going to feel that way, but it is a possibility. And so that way, just like understanding the way that your partner shows your love and gives you love, I think is important. I don't know. I just feel like it's, it sounds like a weird conversation to have, but if you are really looking for a serious relationship, I feel like that's important. Um, and that was honestly another point that I was going to go into, but you guys already got it. Love languages. Um, another thing is, as you know, or maybe you don't know, because I feel like I've been very vulnerable on this podcast. Like I've been pretty honest with, actually, no, I've been honest about everything that I wanted to talk about. And Matt, or like, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot the phrase. Believe it or not, I am not an open person in relationships. I am not vulnerable. Like, I will, like, I just would rather die. Like, I'm just like, no, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a burden or I don't want to say this or I don't want to do that. But then something I've learned is that when I'm not honest or I'm not sharing how I'm feeling, like, it usually causes a lot of tension even more than there was previously and I think that part of having a relationship or situationship or whatever is just like having those hard conversations like I don't know like if you're going to be dating someone especially in your 20s I feel like just get over the hard conversations and 
I think the sooner that you get over those hard conversations, the easier it is to move forward. And you're just like, I don't know. I think that you're saving yourself a lot of heartbreak. Like if you're having those harder conversations earlier on, it is super awkward, especially because I think that we are all a little bit immature in our twenties. Um, of course, some people are mature for their age, but I think we all still have like these weird habits that we built in high school. Um, so we don't want to be open about a a lot of things because we've just been told not to talk about these things. But to be honest, I feel like hard conversations are necessary. And if this is something that someone you want to be with for a long time, like you need to be comfortable having those conversations. And the fun part is, is that once you break that barrier and you have the first hard conversation, it's just going to get easier to talk about more like deep shit. I don't know. I wish I could have, I wish I would have said that in a much more beautiful way. That sounded just really aggressive, but like, you know what? It is what it is. Um, as far as all of that, I feel like that was just kind of like aggressive and it might feel like it's like Dr. Phil vibes, but I think that another thing that I've learned in relationships and something I really look forward to is just like trying new things with my partner. Um, I don't know how long everybody has dated for or if you've never dated or what your vibe is, but I think that trying new things is fun. Like obviously doing new things with yourself is cool, but when you get to share something with your partner or like see something new or like embarrass each other to get with embarrass yeah, embarrass yourself in front of each other. Like, I think that's funny. Like, it's cool to like, just like have a moment where you guys can just like, I don't know, like not have to worry about anything else and just kind of do something that's fun and exciting and takes away any like stress or worry about like random stuff. I think it's important to realize that we are all people and we all are curious and we all need to kind of like give that love and attention to the child in our hearts and just kind of treat that and love that by like experiencing new things. And I think it is really something that brings you together when you get to see new things with a partner. Um, I don't know. And I feel like it doesn't even have to be that big. Um, I know I'm pretty ambitious and I'm like, let's go like to this national park. Like that's 400 miles away. I don't even think that's that far, to be honest. I don't know what I'm saying. Maybe 4,000 miles away. (laughs) That's farther. Um, But, like, I think that I, like, have, like, these really big, like, dreams, especially with my partners, like, and that might be an unrealistic expectation, but I don't know. Like, I just think that even, like, rollerblading is really fun. Like, if you guys have never done that together, just doing new things together, I think, is just a good way to, like, nourish and bring fun to your relationship but the most important of everything so far that I have learned is just being loving towards myself yes like it is nice to be loved by a partner but like you have to love yourself like you just have to keep doing stuff for yourself because like you're your homie Like, that is the first relationship that you should be prioritizing. Like, how are you feeling 
How are you healing? How are you loving yourself? All of these things are so important because then it kind of contributes to, no, it does contribute to how you show up for the other people in your life, especially your partner. If you are just like giving everything in your power to your person, then I don't know, like, I I don't want to say that you can't guarantee that your partner's not going to love you back. Dang, that sounds dark. But you know what I mean? It's like, you should be loving yourself. And I think that a lot of times it's really easy to want to like get caught up in that honeymoon phase and just like give your partner every single minute of your time or feel like you have to be with them every single day or whatever. I think that's like not healthy. I don't know. I just feel like it's just better to set some time for yourself. Like take yourself on a date. Never let go of you. And I know it might be a little bit harder as you get into a serious relationship or like not a serious relationship, but like you're married and you have kids. I don't know that because I don't have kids or I'm not married, but I know that in a serious relationship where, especially when we're in our twenties and we are learning and we are growing and we're still kind of like figuring out our paths. Um, it is good to like give, have that freedom of like, just being able to focus on a goal for yourself. It is great to set goals together as a team so that you guys kind of make that commitment or show that commitment to each other. But I think it's important to have your own little self-time and love yourself and, you know, do all that fun stuff. Like you did it before and I don't see a point in stopping it. It's just, and it doesn't have to be aggressive. It doesn't have to be like, hey, let's take a break. Like it, it could just be something chill, like just a day for yourself. Or I don't know, like go out on a weekend with your friends, like do random stuff that you enjoy so that you don't resent your partner and so that you don't feel like lost, so that you're constantly just still giving yourself that love and attention that you deserve. So I don't know, that's just a little bit about what I've learned. And I know it's not like really amazing, but I I think it works. I think so far it's been doing me favors. I've definitely taken some time off and like really focused on myself and just kind of learned a lot of stuff about myself. And I just think it's good. If you are in a season of singleness, I think I used to stress out about it but being single is cool. Like being single is great because you do have the power to go out and see what you like and, you know, go on multiple dates and just kind of find different qualities in people that you enjoy, or maybe you find out what you don't like and that's cool. But then you also have the opportunity to kind of invest in yourself. And if there's something you like especially if you just got out of a serious relationship and you feel like you haven't been investing in yourself or you wanted to do like accomplish something that you weren't able to accomplish maybe that's the time that you do that and maybe you like show yourself that you are capable of doing things alone like you are capable of um feeling loved when you're single and stuff like that it's just there's always room for improvement there's always room for just i mean i don't know like i always say just like being the better version of yourself and i think that all of us can approach that season of singleness in different ways. 
but in ways that are helpful. So yeah, I don't know. I hope that's helpful to people who are in relationships or who are not in relationships. It's just kind of like an open, open for interpretation and hopefully it can provide any guidance or support for any of my single or in love friends. And I think it would be cool to have another person come on here and or a man come on here and we can talk about relationships and the things that we've like struggled with or like different perceptions that we have or different pressures that we feel. I don't know. What do you guys think? I feel like that would be fun. Um, but I need to order my microphone and I keep freaking forgetting, but I'm going to go cycle now. I know that was like aggressive, but it's because I had like my first cup of coffee maybe an hour ago. So now I'm just like really jittery. So yeah, this is going up again later in the day. So maybe this is your little nighttime and you're doing your skincare routine and listening to this. Oliver fell asleep while I was recording this. So that's nice because he wasn't barking in the background. So yeah, thanks again for listening, my friends. I appreciate you so much. And if you have any ideas or you want to hear me talk about anything, please DM me or text me. Most of you are my friends. So that's why I say goodbye, friends. I will see you next week. Bye.